Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back to the Oz Network for another 24 episode. Uh, it's still season two. We're sorry, but uh, we'll try to make the best of it as we do every single week. We are up to episode nine, 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. from season two, written by Howard Gordon, directed by Rodney Charters. Oh. The famous Rodney Charters, which I've got something to talk about, Rodney. Oh, good. We today we probably have the same trivia. It's then. in the book. <laughs> oh, they wrote a book about the official autobiography of Rodney Charters in bookstores yeah. now. <laughs> he gets additional intel this week. It's all about Rodney Chalmers. So good old Rodney. Charters. Come on the show. Charters. 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 Uh, but uh, we're now into, I guess, the second act of season two, which almost feels like this should be the end of the first act uh, or the, close to the end of the first act. I don't feel like we're quite at that three act uh, place yet, uh, but uh, slight improvement, I think, uh, maybe noticeable improvement. I'm excited to talk about this a little bit. So let's get it started. My name is Colin and Miguel and Kim are going back to L.A., Megan cries, and Emily lives in Santa Barbara. It's all okay. Got that out of the way. <laughs> and my name is Ben, and wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Put your back in, Colin. All right. Fix my posture here. Sorry, hang on, hang on. Let me, let me fix that up. I said that wrong. Sorry, hang on. <clears throat> wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Put your back down, Colin. Back down, not back in. <laughs> the weirdest line ever. I'm so glad that you butchered that because I'm still trying to figure out what it means. But Penny Johnson Gerald owns it. Like, who cares? Like, she could literally be like, wait, 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 hold on. Go to the toilet, Lynn. Like, like what? Like, it would make sense because Penny Johnson Gerald sells it. It's so good. Uh, all right. So I, I sort of said it. I think this is a, a big improvement over last week, which is not hard because last oh. week was my all-time worst episode. But I enjoyed this one, and I'm, I'm actually excited because uh, I feel like the stories are starting to come together. I feel like we're starting to get somewhere, and I also feel like they're starting to take their time with some things. Uh, so, fun episode. I'm enjoying it. Again, finally, uh, at last. Uh, uh, I, 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 like, I contradict myself every week when I say, like, they're not panicked enough, but then they're rushing things. Um, so, I still definitely feel that, like, hey, they're not panicked enough. But I'm with you. This is uh, a really good episode. Um I liked last week's episode because I was a smart one. But, like, <laughs> last week I had as a second highest episode of this season. The week before I had as a highest episode of this season. This week, another good episode. So we're in a good string of three episodes in a row here, I think, right now. But um, some pretty intense stuff. I'm, I'll spoil this right now and say that IMDb have this ranked very highly. Uh, so, yeah, there's some, there's some pretty good stuff. And there's a couple of laughable moments in this episode, as always. We don't have the bumbling fools of the Three Stooges terrorists. So I don't know what happened to them this week. But um, 
We get a man getting his penis grind off, which is always nice. Um, so <laughs> Ben enjoys it. Yeah, Jamie, I tune into that scene. That's just a Saturday night for Ben. Get the grinder <laughs> out. Um, but um, yeah, no, there's some good stuff in this episode. It's a good episode. It's enjoyable. It's almost a good episode because, as I said in my opening line, Miguel and Kim are back in L.A. Megan cries and Emily lives in Santa Barbara, so it's all okay. It's the last uh, ever Megan episode. We never see her again. Oh, thank God for that. I, for some reason, who I played Megan. I, I thought that she was in this season longer. Like, I thought she – I know that Gary comes back later, and for some reason I always figured Megan did too, and I picture that scene. It's still in my head. I picture that scene with Megan still in it. But um, no disrespect to uh, our dearly departed Sky Bertuziak, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but she's she's not good on this show. Uh, we're glad to see her gone. Uh, I'm glad to see her gone. I wish Gary was gone too, but unfortunately, we're gonna have to tolerate him a little bit later on. Miguel. Miguel's still there. I mean, oh. if you combine Gary and Miguel, I think it's still a step up from Megan. So good that Megan's gone. Anything you want to talk about here? I, I, I literally think we've done the storyline. Um, the, the cop is 100% right here. Again, there's been no reports of a nuclear bomb. You're going back to central booking. Like, again, these two are all like, oh, my. And Kim's like, my dad is a great man. Like, literally, it's rehash of season one. You, your dad is dead. Yeah, don't want to talk about it. Now she's just rehashing the Janet storyline of Miguel. I thought you said your dad was shit. I just said that because I blamed him. My dad's a great man. Like... Fucking hell, Kim. Like, Jesus Christ. One thing I actually noticed in this episode too, and it's something that I feel, again, high definition. We've talked about it a lot. The makeup they use in this episode is very noticeable. And Kim particularly, whatever they put on Kim's face, my God, she's wearing a lot of makeup. Um, Random thing. But I've got nothing else to add on this storyline. It's, it's, sure. They're stuck in a holding cell for a whole episode. Well, not even a holding cell. They're in a waiting room. Yeah, these are uh, people accused of murder and they're just sitting out there in the freaking lobby reception of LA County office of the local PD. Oh, what are these two? Oh, just murder. Okay, let her hug the child. Kim got locked up more last year well, let, for being in a room when there were drugs. Now she's involved in a murder. She's sitting in the reception. Let, let's add to that. This isn't just a murder. It's a murder, grand theft auto, kidnapping, kidnapping of a minor, and yep. assault with karate. I mean, they are in a lot of trouble right now. <laughs> and threatening. I mean, how do they know they're not the terrorists with a nuclear bomb? There's a nuclear yeah. bomb in LA. How do you know that? I don't. Why is there green stuff glowing on your hands? <laughs> and then, I mean, yeah. there's a plane crash that just happened. You know, yep. th- there's a lot of suspicious things going around, and Kim seems to know a lot about it. There's um, a plane crash last I wonder if they got the passenger list uh, for this yeah, plane crash. Still, in this waiting, <laughs> still waiting for season one. By the time we get to day five, they'll have the passenger list from this one. <laughs> <laughs> day seven, got the passenger list. Didn't we do that in season one? No, this is for the one that shot down with Nina on it. There were only two people on the plane. There was Good Nina job, Jenkins. There was Jack. Oh, sorry, Rick, Rick. Oh, I got to go back and I got to amend the report. Rick, I'll get back to you in day nine. <laughs> Was that like a three-minute wrap-up of the Kim storyline? We're doing good. It was, yes. Uh, let's see if we can be just as quick on Kate's storyline, which is really good, but, I mean, let's be honest, it is about a minute and a half of screen time. But it take, can I just jump in really quickly? We don't get it till like, about 35 minutes into the episode mm-hmm. as well. Like, it's it's a long time in. It's very late. Like, I, I was basically figuring at this point, okay, this is a two-storyline episode. Like, is... Kate going to be in this? Is Kim going to be in it? I I still wouldn't be opposed if this were late in later seasons. 
they wouldn't feel the need to feature these characters every single week. And I, mm. I, I think that's the one thing that really holds back season two is this need to, we have to feature them. They're our main guest star on there, our main cast member on the show. Uh, but we finally meet Syed Ali. Uh, and he gets a big introduction too. I mean, does. I, I know there's a lot of characters that in this season, just in general, especially all these characters that are mentioned off screen. We can't keep track of the names. They've done a good job building up Syed Ali. And I love this intro. Even Sarah Winter, I mean, I'm not saying even isn't like she's normally bad. But her performance is really good here. I, I hate, there's certain things I hate. I hate people waking up on movies and TV because they're always like wide awake, which almost sounds hypocritical because I'm one of these people that when I wake up, I'm wide awake, I'm out of bed and my eyes are, I'm not stumbling. I'm not I'm so tired. But like, she's like, got that, you know, the gunk in your mouth. She's like, yeah who are you who are you what where am i she can't open her eyes like she's the most realistic wake-ups i've ever seen yeah like i said last week how she's kind of annoying when she's like you know got a gun to her head like she she's got something about her where in peril she's kind of one of those annoying actors and no Mm. offense to sarah well fucking offense you're just annoying when you act that way sarah (laughs) get better but be good when you wake up because yeah. you sold us this week. The Academy exactly. Award for Best Wake-Up Scene goes to <laughs> Sarah Winter. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the way that this scene's all drawn out, and you know, she's not panicking because she's very delirious right now. And then the way he just said, my name is Syed Ali. Like, my name is Pussy Galore. Name. <laughs> <laughs> I must be I dreaming. I must be dreaming. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, Syed Ali, I, I I never forget his name, but he's one of these characters that is definitely mentioned more than you see him on screen. Uh, but I, I forget what a good character and what a good portrayal this is. I don't even have the actor's name here. What's what's the actor's name? Oh, Do we I've, know I've him got it right here. Francesco Quinn, the son of uh, Oscar winner Anthony Quinn. Francesco Seriously? Quinn, who, yeah. Sadly, no wow. longer with us. He died in 2011. He had a heart attack while jogging with his son. Jesus Christ. Um, but no, yeah, I, I, cause I've seen him in things before, but, um, yeah, the son of Anthony Quinn, Francesco Quinn. Wow. Um, so there we go. Syed Ali, uh, bloodline he's not even of greatness. He's not, he's not Middle Eastern. He's Italian, by the way. So I'm just, <laughs> just going to say Francesco. Just, just saying. Well, I mean, not Anthony Atta- Quinn. Not Middle Eastern. <laughs> that's kind of the stereotype. Like, that's almost funny casting though, because the stereotype, you know, when you go back to old movies is, oh, you need an Arab? Make it Anthony Quinn. <laughs> he's not Arab. Uh, so yeah, this is just this is it runs in the family. <laughs> We're good at playing. Who's Arabs. in ER? Who's in ER? Then maybe that's where I'm reckoning. Did he play an Arab oh, in ER? Crossing Jordan. When are we bringing oh. back Crossing Jordan to the Oz Network? <laughs> maybe he could finally hook us up with our long-awaited Jill Hennessy interview. Oh my God, it's been coming. It's a long time coming here on the Oz <laughs> Network. Uh, but uh, stuff that happens here in the Syed Ali sequence. Uh, Paul's naked. This is just, he got there and is like, hey, guys, want to have some fun? <laughs> this is the, the Janet of this season is Paul. Like, oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what does he do wrong in this season? He's there to help. Helpful Paul. I'm going to always just say, oh, I'm going to get into the bottom of this. Getting his dick chopped off and then shot. Poor Paul. He's not, like, he's a, he's not even a cop. He's a private eye and he's not even a good private eye. No, exactly. Guy well, he's better than CTU. The- he finds yeah, more shit than obviously. Tony did. <laughs> Uh, but I just love the, this scene where uh, <laughs> it reminds me so much of Casino Royale. Like, we're yeah. not going to show you what happens on screen. We're not even going to tell you, but you're going to know. I just want when they get that grinder out here. To, ah, ah, I just love the way they cut to the commercial. Like that's we talk a lot about the 24 cliffhangers, but the cut to commercials. Most TV shows 
you can see five seconds out when they're about to cut to a commercial because it's a slow zoom in. You have the music, dun, dun, dun. And then the person is just like staring. But 24 will just cut right up. No, 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 not right now. It's actually a brilliant way of editing that uh, I don't think a lot of TV shows were doing at this time or maybe even not now. Uh, but the way they just cut, <laughs> they got the grinder out. I just wanted them to come back and go, to the right, to the right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe this episode was very influential for uh, Martin Campbell. Maybe he watched this and went, hey, maybe. I know. Uh, but uh, Kate's freak out. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you here. Her her panic attack here feels at least believable. Yeah. Uh, where's that? I, I don't know. I can't tell you what I don't know. Uh, and I just love Saidila. I believe you. And then bang, shoots Paul dead. Uh, Paul's gone. We're sorry. Oh, we've, we've lost two Paul. very famous characters in this episode. We're about to lose another one a little bit later. But uh, it's a really intense two scenes that we get here. I guess it's two and a half scenes maybe. Uh, but uh, I, I really like this. I think that uh, the, the only storyline that they've taken their time with this season you're now almost conditioned to thinking, oh, we're not going to get to the bottom of this for another five, six, seven episodes. Uh, so for them to go all out, go balls to the walls here, go grinder oh, to the, the pinder, grinder to the pinder. Grinder to the pinder. It's a big shock, even knowing that this is where we're going to go, you know, having seen this season multiple times. Um, I, I love these sequences. I think it's fantastic. I, yeah, I'm with you. I think it's and it's 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 gory and graphic, and I think this season we're not really there yet. Like we'll, we'll get there, but there's a lot of you know graphic stuff in this season, and you know we kind of get in this period of 24 where they kind of go all for the the shock value with things that they do. I mean, I guess we had the decapitation in the first episode, didn't we? Um, but mm. yeah, like it's it's effective, and it is. I kind of like this reveal of Saeed Ali, and it's like I've heard your name, and like I just want him to be like, oh. I thought I was more famous than that. Damn, Osama Bin Laden gets more attention than I have. <laughs> this nuclear bomb will put me on the map. <laughs> um, but, like, it's, yeah, it's, and I kind of like the fact that we got, like, this villain that we've heard so much of and kind of just this slow reveal. And then, because, again, I mean, he technically is the big bad of this season, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as close as maybe you get. The U.S. government. Um, <laughs> but... The two things, though, that I like is that I love it when, like, um, Kate goes into this room and, like, sees Paul. It's like, Paul, you've got a massive dong. Like, he's <laughs> like, naked. Like, that's a pretty big grind. <laughs> Paul, hello, are you single? Well, <laughs> cuts his dick off. Oh, well, never mind. Um, and the thing that bugs me, and, like, it's, a, it's a, I get it, TV show's got a TV show, is when Sadalee's, like, kills Paul... And then he just like says to um the the henchman, killer. Why did he well, you shot Paul? Like shoot her right there. Like why? Like again, I get it. You've got it on clearly. You can't kill a main character. But like seriously, like you're useless, saying Ali. Just shoot her right there. She's right there. Like this is even in the next episode. Like they, they take their time even in the next episode. Well, exactly because like this, this is a cliffhanger. But like this is Austin Powers. This is Scotty Evil. I've got a gun in my room. Scott- <laughs> You just don't get it, do you? <laughs> like, I just want, like, the engine to be like, like, all right, kill her. Why can't you kill her? No, I say you kill her. But, sir, like, no, I said you kill her. <laughs> I've got a gun. Right. You just don't get it, do you? <laughs> it makes no sense. You have just killed someone. Like, this is like me going, like, Colin, host this week. And, like, so you host it. 
And then, actually, hang on. I host it. I'm trying to work out a comparison here. I host it. And then all of a sudden, halfway through, Colin, you host it. It's like, but you're hosting. No, I'm not. I'm lazy. You, you know what, though? You're saying that like, a, oh, how can they can, can just get their act together? You just described every episode with Noah on it. No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm not hosting anymore. You host. <laughs> I don't want to host. You do and it. And then when he hosts, it's always whinge, whinge, whinge. I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> you know. But no, I'm with you. I, I do like this. Like it is, it is effective, and it kind of it. Like, and this is, I think, where the Kate stuff really picks up. Um, and even what we get with Marie stuff, and then obviously next week we're going to get a pretty big reveal, aren't we? So, um, yeah, I think it's 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 starting to. We've had we've had the Warner drama, um, but like we're we're getting it. We're getting to a place with the Warner. Drama. It's kind of like the Palmer stuff last year. I know, kind of where it bit points like, oh, okay, this is going, on, but then all of a sudden it picks up, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the CTU stuff, we'll, we'll kind of do that next. Um, I'm pretty critical of CTU, especially now that we're picking this apart about the lack of urgency. I loved the, I think it was not last week, but the week before maybe with Tony's, I just need you to open a socket, just open a socket, (laughs) one socket. And then, uh, and then with Michelle, where it's like, just go take a shower. I'll join you. (laughs) Yeah, you know, he wants everybody to calm down, but I mean, Tony especially is the worst in here. But uh, I, I love that they're they're going through their intel here. It's like the plane went down, or, or we think the plane went down. Just before the plane went down, we captured this, and they show a picture. Of, <laughs> I want to get out my magnifying glass. But what is that? What you do <laughs> like, see a little a flash? <laughs> but I mean, there's nothing else in the sky. I mean, that could be anything. It could be a meteor. It could be uh, firecrackers. If they're that good at finding something in the fucking mountains and the middle of nowhere, I found this. Gosh darn it, they were shot down. Like, they should have found the nuclear bomb four hours ago. Could they not, like, put a scan over L.A.? Yeah. Oh, that building's glowing green. Like, we, we literally will see in this show, and we I think we saw it last season, didn't we? But we will literally see them where they're like, Oh, there's no security surveillance in that area. It's all right. Let's get the satellites on it. There's a car leaving the building. Let's try. Why could they not go back to like whatever hour it was when they found the nuclear bomb and gone? Okay. Oh, a car left at nine. Let's track them. Like this day would be over. There's the bomb done. Like they need to kidnap Nina. They don't need to kill off what's his face in this episode. Like God. Well, like, why are they even worried about how the plane went down either? I mean, a nuclear bomb is going to explode within hours. You know the plane went down. Jack says the plane's going down. You lost communications. He gave you coordinates. He says, this is where, well, you know, we're going to roughly be in this area. And they're like, you know what? I want to get to the bottom of this. Jack can wait. I want to know why that plane went down. And they're so casual when this plane is going down. It's like, damn it, Nina, tell me where the bomb is. Oh, it's too late. We're about to crash. Like, if you all die. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, seriously, like, like you just know they're going to survive, clearly, but, like, there's no urgency. They're on a plane that is about to crash. Oh, damn it, Nina, if we survive, you'll tell me then. Oh, well. <laughs> and then, yeah, you're right, like, Mason, everyone's like, oh, damn, well, we lost that lead. What's bobbing that other guy up to? <laughs> well, and also Michelle pulling Tony aside here, like, I, I think I mentioned in season one that it took me until I'd say the end of season two, beginning of season three to really be sold on Tony. Even, even after they get past the whole suspicious soul patch, you know, hmm. I, I, am I the bad guy or am I not the bad guy? I'm very brooding. I'm very emu, uh, but uh, emu. Yes, he's very emu. emu. <laughs> very much like <laughs> I don't know what sound does an emu make. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think emus make noises. They taste good uh, though. But uh 
but but Tony here just gets I, I'm really getting why I was not immediately sold on his character even in this season because Michelle pulls him aside listen Mason's sick why would you say that <laughs> well what? Two, the same thing that Jack did she does here she puts two and two together it's like well he was in this area I know radiation sickness when I see one. His teeth are falling out. His hair's falling out. He's puking blood up all over everything. He goes green no. when he gets angry. Exactly. <laughs> he's glowing. You like, wouldn't like him when just, he's angry. <laughs> but like, if it's not just Tony playing dumb, he's like, no, 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 no. He's just, he, he's, he, has, a, he has a hangover. It's, it's nothing big. <laughs> no. the fact that it's when Tony was presented, Tony had no idea either. <laughs> like, he's just the dumbest one on this show. Uh, I don't know, poor Ted. He's going to get worse a little bit later here. Uh, but uh, when I think she's asking, it's like, so who else knows about this, Tony? And he goes, just me and Jack. Oh, wait, who else? Kim. Ah, oh, Miguel. <laughs> Megan, some highway patrol guy. Oh, this is getting out really Milo, quick. Janet. Milo. <laughs> uh, Paula's at the hospital. Her dead corpse is still crying out. There's a bomb. <laughs> um, like everybody knows at this point. <laughs> Joey Tribbiani, <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> the third Muppet from the left. <laughs> Noah Gross, Jared Lubick, Anthony Rocky. <laughs> Jamie Hilding doesn't know. She's She doesn't need She to has know. no clue. She's still staring at Paul's dong. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Who isn't? That's a dong right there. But yeah, it's just Tony just looks stupid in this episode. Uh, Mason's idea, he wants to put Reza and Felix Leiter in the room together. We know who's coming <laughs> up on top of that one. Uh, but... Uh, uh, I like this idea. We're going to see who's like, cause this, it's not directly communicating the audience. We have to get that to the bottom of this quickly, but it makes sense. Okay. You need to figure this out. Put the guys in the room together, observe them, make them fight each other. Like, you know, that somebody's going to be panicked. You know, that somebody's going to turn them in. This plan of Mason's fits in a little bit more with the sense of urgency that we're looking for. Uh, and I love the scene where they're um, uh, going back and forth, where Reza and Bob are going back and forth. No, I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it either. Uh, but uh, there's a really funny moment here, too, where Mason's plan is uh, the first one to speak gets immunity. Okay, but he also started this side scene by saying, I know one of you is lying, which means one of them is telling the truth. So the first one to speak gets immunity, and the other one, who clearly wouldn't know anything about this because they're not <laughs> speaking goes to jail <laughs> they're executed it really makes no sense he's like one of you is lying which also means one of you is telling the truth and is innocent so whoever speaks first and tells me what i need to know gets immunity and the other person gets nothing like <laughs> he, it's it's kind of contradicting himself there uh, but i love this scene that they have and the, the argument and of course reza is gonna speak up first uh you know take me to my office uh <laughs> i know what to do there at he's really not saying that he knows anything here, but I love just the different way that these guys are playing it. Cause it's, it's the one scene where they both look semi suspicious still, but they also both look innocent. Like you're, you're either not, if you were suspecting Razor earlier, there's moments here where you're thinking, no, it can't be him. And if you were suspecting Bob earlier, there's moments here like, no, 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 it can't be him either. When Razor speaks up, you're like, Oh, so it must be him. But you're like, but if it was him, he wouldn't speaking up. My brain hurts just trying to think of it. it it's, it's a really well done scene. Uh, but Tony, <laughs> back in Tony uh, territory here. Uh, no sense of urgency. <laughs> Reza being taken out. Uh, please let me talk to Marie first. And Tony's like, 
all right, you got five minutes. <laughs> the bombs can explode in five minutes. Before when they're at the house, I just want to talk to my parents. No, no. I want to talk to a lawyer. No, you don't get a lawyer. Let me talk to my fiance first. Okay. I just love Give that. Give these kids some privacy. Literally, like he goes up, Maria, I've got something to pew. Bomb goes <laughs> Don't oh, like, oh, I did it again. Damn it. And then Jack's like getting held up by Nina. What's that in the distance? Damn it, Tony, you let him talk to his fiance. <laughs> It's just—it's kind of absurd. Uh, this scene's going to be important, though. Marie freaking out because he's turned in the father and storming out on him. But uh, I mean, for the most, like, there's some questionable stuff here with Tony in this. But uh, for the most part, I mean, Mason's whole plan and the the Bob and Ray's stuff, I like it. I I like the whole them turning on each other. It is cool because, like, I can I remember watching this live and like, like again, we're going to get a payoff for this finally next week when we can find and talk about it. Um, but like when you don't know what's going on, like you're not going to suspect what happens next week happens. And like, that's the mind blowing moment. Whereas yeah, like you still kind of like, I think I was watching this and I can't remember who I thought was evil at this point. I really can't. Um, so it's kind of, I like the way they play like the close up on the eyes and just like everything they've got going on there. Um, one thing that kind of annoyed, like just, yeah, I love the whole Tony Michelle stuff. And apparently, cause like, I think, does Tony mention or something, or is it Michelle says something like, oh, they saw George being sick in the toilet. Um, apparently there's a deleted scene where there's a side CTU character catches George in the bathroom. Oh, we could have had a first and only on 24 where somebody goes to the toilet. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like doing a shit next door. <laughs> you okay in there? Shut up. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you show again, that to boss. <laughs> Who does number two work for? <laughs> um, how about a courtesy flush in there? Um, but like, yeah, like, again, this goes to my point I said at the beginning of the episode. It is sometimes just this lack of urgency. And like, I get it. They're, they're using Bob and Razor to to get to the bombs. So technically, but like, even when like, George is kind of just so cash. So yeah, fucking 10 minutes, mate. Fucking I'll be in the other room. I'm having a coffee, having a wank. I don't know. Like, Like, there's a bomb about to go off. And they're just like, chilled like again so to bring up 9-11 all the time but like on 9-11 when the planes are hitting the towers and people realize what is happening everyone's panicking all the buildings are being evacuated like ah planes are everywhere they're falling out of the sky like i get it you don't want to create mass panic but like these like going back to the kim storyline oh here we go like the way the cops are like oh no law enforcement agencies have been informed that's on palmer palmer's useless Again, you're killing all these innocent, like, law enforcement people and everything. As we said, Meryl Streep's in the Hollywood Hills. She should be evacuated. Like, this is big shit, right? You're 90% certain. So why are they just chilling and just like, yeah, we'll put them in a room. We've got these cool little photos of them on our computer screen with heart rate monitors. Like, that'll do the trick. How do they get their... Mo- like, they're not wearing wires or anything. How do they... At one point, like, oh, Warner's spiking. Like, he's nervous. Ooh. Um... <laughs> The one bit that I will complain about this, like, it sounds like I'm complaining right now. Like, it's I, I'm enjoying this as much as I'm nitpicking at it. But the one bit that annoys me, like, with this Marie Razor scene, like, what's the face the actress plays Marie? Good acting. But, like, it just, it looked like the tears in her eyes. To me, she could not cry. So they've just, like, gotten some, like, water effect and put her eyes. It looks really fake. Like, it just, yeah. it does not look real. I don't know if you picked up on that, I, but that annoyed me. I, I'm, I'll, I'll be curious to Laura revisit Harris. this in a yeah, as we mentioned, great Canadian, apparently. Uh, but I'll be curious to revisit that opinion in a couple weeks because I don't know. Uh, well, well, we'll get there in a couple weeks. There's just It's just this one shot I'm looking at when they're really you close You just don't face. like women 
who are emotional. <laughs> ben wants his women cold and no feeling. <laughs> I, 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 no, I don't. I've dealt too much with them. I want the emotional women. Trust me. Trust me, Colin. I want the emotional women. I've dealt with my share of cold, emotionless women. I'm done with them. They're the trouble. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, so the Palmer drama, we're going to have to get to the second half of this later on because it all ties into Jack's. Uh, but the early stuff, I mean, this is also <laughs> lack of urgency here. But Palmer um, is terrible. I, oh, he's I, so I, bad. I, I, I just love, I mean, David Palmer, I, I don't know why, I, I always forget his name. David, Dennis is but I know his name. If he's not, it's funny because if I see him in anything else outside of this, I'm not like it's David Palmer. I'm like, it's Dennis Haysbert. Uh, But in this, it's just like, it's David Palmer. Uh, He's just so this character. But I I, I think that I half want to criticize the scenes he has with Sherry because it just, it almost comes across as comical. But at the same time, I'm like, this is probably what it would be like if your ex came in and you had to work with them and you didn't want to. Um, He comes in because Armis, of course, let Wheeland out. Uh, or they don't even know. I think it's Armist at this point. Uh, Wheeland is out and he comes in. And of course, Sherry's to blame. This is your fault, Sherry. And she's like, what? What did I do? And, and I love that her reaction is, why would I let Ron Wheeland out? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, hmm. <laughs> And he's got an even better response later on where it's like, we just found the video. It was Armis. <laughs> then uh, we're, uh, I think he's saying to Mike, uh, Mike saying, don't worry, we'll find him. He goes, oh, we better. <laughs> like, he's really angry. But he comes back in and I just, Sherry, I wanted to apologize. And then she almost backtracks and she's like, well, hold on. Armis would have done this only if he's working for somebody else. All right, I don't apologize. You're still to blame. Um, There's just so many things that it's just like, Palmer redeems himself in the second half of this episode. This is why we love him as a president. But, like, he's useless. Like, again, a nuclear bomb going off. He's enough time to just watch CNN, watching this press conference. It's still going on with Ron Whelan. Fox News. Again, why wouldn't Ron Whelan, the journalist, be giving his story to all the other journalist outlets and all that sort of stuff? I just love Palmer just, like, turns on the... This is your fault, Sherry. Like, if I'm Sherry, I'm like, uh, Mr. President, should you be worrying about the bomb? I don't care about the bomb. Ron Whelan got let out. Who's to blame? I love the fact that, like, they <laughs> they they see this footage of Armus. Now, I love Palmer straight away. It's like, Armus let him out. He's making, he's keeping me from finding the bomb. How? Like, how is him letting out a guy you have illegally detained prevented you from finding them? What has Ron Whelan done in holding a press conference? Like, all those journalists outside are going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel you're stopping us from doing something, Ron. No, nothing, nothing. I got detained. I got detained. Hurry up. Keep talking. I'm stopping the president from finding the bomb. Like, there is literally nothing that, like, Palmer's just, he's Jamie from Survivor Guatemala. Like, Mr. Paranoid. Like, you're going to vote me out? You're going to vote me out? Like, oh, my God. He's stopping in front of the bomb. Uh, Mr. President, he just let out a... He's stopping in front of the bomb. I'm telling you, he's stopping in front of the bomb. He's doing it. Um, and can I just point out, we never see Armus again. We don't know yeah. anything from and we, anything. We have only seen him in... Twice. If you add up his screen time in all these episodes, it is less than 60 seconds. Yep. Like, this goes back to what I said at the beginning of the season. We have so many characters in this show. You could have made this anybody. You didn't even need to make it Armus because he's not a character. It could and just like, be random guard. 
have this as a storyline in the second part of the season when we get to the conspiracy stuff. Like, put a yeah. throwaway line. Just like, oh, Armus was involved. Like, literally, poor old Armus. He's, you know, evil ways that he was able to extract information. Get me Armus, get me Armus command. Like, we made a joke out of this guy. Then all of a sudden, it's evil Armus because he let out a journalist. Like, what if Armus was just like, no, this is illegal. I'm protecting journalistic integrity. Like, I'm, I used to be a journalist. Like, no, freedom of the press. Like, you've sullied the great name of Armus, President Palmer. Like, he's done nothing. Okay, he let out a prisoner, fine, but there's no resolution to this storyline. Yeah. Like, why did he let him out? Oh, he's burning me from finding the bomb. <laughs> okay, throw out wild accusations, President Palmer. Like, there's I mean, we, no we can- reason behind this. We can write our own one right now. Like, yes, journalistic integrity. Or here's an idea. Does he have a certain tattoo on his arm? Mm. And the organization is arm us. Because maybe yeah. we're going to find out that there's some arm stuff coming up. You're you're much smarter than you look, Colin Hilding. <laughs> um, I'm just waiting for the 24 season 10 reboot uh, where Armus <laughs> is the big bad. <laughs> You've waited 10, we need this. 20 years for resolution to the biggest plot hole. In, like, they literally made Rogue One to fix the biggest plot hole in Star Wars history. Where's the Rogue Armus? Like, you wanted to know why he let out Ron Wheeler. Well, now, come in this folder, Fox. It's 24, Armus. You know his name. You just don't know his face, his voice, or anything else about him. Yeah. It's Armus. <laughs> no, they need to do like the GoldenEye style trailer. You know the name. You know the number. <laughs> and then he both turns his head. Played by Pierce Brosnan. What? You're expecting someone else? <laughs> diddle-lit, diddle-lit. 24, Armus. <laughs> the name's Armus. Armus, uh, Armus. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm angry with this because I thought that... Um, we missed something later on. So yeah. I read through, I'm like, okay, so did he ever appear again? Was it in a novelization, comic book, video game? Literally nothing. This That's is it. it for Armus. Do we want to eulogize Armus? <laughs> <laughs> Great name. Still what a man. The He's man. got a massive dong. He's got a bigger dong than Paul. Oh, his, his dong's the size of an arm. That's really good. They, That's they, where they I they, there was a little grinder that they would need. They would need like a conveyor belt to chop his dick <laughs> off. Uh, need a bus other, stuff, <laughs> other stuff that happens here. Uh, Lynn and Sherry have a little. <laughs> whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait! Put your back down, Lynn. <laughs> put, what does "put your back down" mean? <laughs> I just want Lynn to go. Put your back okay. down. Okay, <laughs> and she lays down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it at all. Uh, but uh, Sherry's being very nice here. I took the liberty of rewriting your speech. Like, I had to understand why Lynn would get upset about this. And then, just, how did you get this? Jenny gave it to me. <laughs> Jenny again? I just want her, Jenny. Jenny, this is the last straw. You're fired. <laughs> it shouldn't even be Armus. <laughs> we should have cut to the shot in this episode. Armus and and Jenny. Who let out? Yeah, Jenny. <laughs> Jenny Typical Jenny. Back. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, it's 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 such a trivial thing to fight over. If this were any other season, I would be more on board with this because I kind of like this, you know, professional rivalry, personal rivalry, whatever it is that Lynn and Sherry have. Uh, but again, a bomb is on the way. Like Lynn is really reinforcing herself as being one of the worst employees ever because she was just <laughs> as much to blame as what's his name earlier on who got yep. fired. Um, 
it, really everything that happened in the first four or five episodes of the season is her fault. She keeps her job because Palmer likes her naked. Uh, <laughs> and from this point on, she's just, no, that's my man, Sherry. <laughs> no, that's my speech, Which- not Jenny's. The, I think the worst part of this episode is like at the very end where basically Palmer's like, looks at the speech, you changed it, it's better. And then kind of her and Sherry have a look at each other. Like, oh, <laughs> Sherry was right. You win this round, Sherry. Damn you, Palmer. <laughs> Can I just add one um, thing? Um, yeah. Just really quick. Uh, have you finished? Sorry, am I have you, oh, were you about to move on to it. Jack? We'll, we'll cut back to the other stuff with Jack. The, so the one thing I wanted to add, sorry to keep going back to the Kim storyline, um, but <laughs> I wrote this, this down. Well, I want to write this down because like, this was important. When little shithead gets picked up by her aunt, <laughs> right, did you look at that actress who plays her aunt? She does not look anything like Carla or whatever her name is. She looks like she's like her 70-year-old grandma. I'm like, <laughs> that is not her grandma. sister. Like, what yeah. the hell? Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, Carla got the good genes in that family. Uh, it could be a much, much older sister. Maybe. Um, Lesbian lover. <laughs> yeah, Auntie. <laughs> That's why Gary was really upset. She left him for another woman. <laughs> From an Alabama, maybe. I don't know. Uh, all right, so getting into the Jack stuff, and then we'll come back to Palmer, because Palmer is really the star of this episode. Again, I did it again. Haysbert is the star of this episode. Uh, there is a lot of stupid stuff that happens here oh. uh, in this plane crash. Uh, I love when they're asking, uh, how long until we go down? And he goes, any minute now. That's kind of obvious. It cannot take longer than a few minutes. How long do we have? A few minutes. Yes, I know. Can you narrow <laughs> how it down long a little bit? Six hours. Oh, <laughs> I watch a movie. <laughs> What's on? Uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> they get on the speakerphone as the plane is depressurizing, crashing. I'll put and you on speaker. Will, I can hear yeah, you crystal clear. AT&T is really picked up. There's a lot of powerful speakerphones in this episode here, uh, but they just have the conversation as the speakerphones on a crashing plane. And I'll have Jack gives the coordinates. By the way, trivia fact, here's a bit of a problem. The, the Not necessarily a problem, but the, tri- the trivia is the coordinates that he gives them is apparently just east of Santa Barbara. So um, we know that Megan's going to be Safe from a bomb, but she's probably going to die when a plane crashes yeah, on. That would be a hilarious scene. <laughs> <laughs> a police cruiser. Yippee, I'm free from the bomb. What's that in the sky? Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Megan's dead. That's literally how freaking um, Paul McCrane gets killed off in ER. <laughs> like, that's literally how he dies. Like, he escapes a helicopter, looks up, and he gets crushed by a helicopter. <laughs> Poor Paul McCrane. Have, have we interviewed Paul McCrane? We, we, he said yes, but he hasn't responded to our last few emails. So um, oh, maybe one day. He's, I mean, he's, he's got to say, one of the nicest people I've ever talked to on email. Oh, um, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like all the characters you see him play on TV, the complete opposite in real life. Like he's like the <laughs> nicest man in every character I say he plays, like a massive dick. So, and he would have a massive dick too, by the way. Just say. Oh, guaranteed he does. Huge. Uh, all bald men do. <laughs> Get your back down there, Paul. <laughs> whoa, 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 hey, hey, get your back down, Paul. <laughs> uh, all right, so the plane does crash. Uh, Jack says right before it crashes, the coordinates may be off. <laughs> Thanks, Jack. <laughs> uh, I, I do love the, some of the grotesqueness here. Like, we had the grinder. Like, this episode was probably pushing the boundaries for the ratings. When he's got a stick in his leg and you actually watch him pulling a stick out of his flesh. It's a pretty graphic scene. 
Uh, Jack gives Nina mouth to mouth. She was breathing. He was just lonely. <laughs> Horny. Uh, did, did, I think we mentioned this in one of the recent episodes. Like they don't go out of their way to draw attention to the fact that yes, they used, they used to be a thing, mm-hmm. but you get these scenes where the audience knows that it's just, a, I felt very uncomfortable watching him have to give her mouth to mouth. Like there's just something about it where you're like, Oh, he's got to really be hating this right now. Or maybe he's really loving it. I don't know. Well, that's, I think the point in some ways, isn't it? Um, I like the, yeah, the plane crash. I'm glad you picked that up because like, again, I'm thinking like they've got a pole blown in the back. Like I can barely hear speakers sometimes in my headphones on a plane when I'm watching a movie. And like, they're just like got AT&T on the line. Like, you know, please hold. <laughs> Um, and ah, damn it, George, we're going down. Uh, these are our coordinates. Oh, actually, they might be off. <laughs> AT&T, the calls. The, 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 I've got to say, though, like, this is a plane crash, right? Smoke, fire. I've watched Lost. You remember the famous opening of the pilot episode of Lost? The plane, it's on fire. The guy gets sucked into the thing. Boone's handing out pens. Cast it's away. Great. Cast away, like, exactly. This plane looks like it's been wrecked for, like, Eight years. Like, there's no smoke. There's no fire. It's just chilling in the middle of the desert. Like, I'm going, okay, they've done pretty well with the set design here to make it look like a crash plane, but there's no wreckage. There's no anything. Like, there's no fire. Where's the smoke? Yeah. There should be, like, anything. And fun trivia fact, uh, the only reason they put this stick in Jack's leg is that uh, Keith Sutherland had actually hurt himself during filming a scene in this episode and had Ah. a limp. So they uh, added this in so to excuse Jack from having a limp in this episode. That's interesting. So, uh, I didn't know that, but which is it, a, it another another one in this uh, spoiler alert in this season. Tony breaks his leg, and that's because this, Carlos Bernard fam- broke his leg. And so that's why is this they- the famous scene though where he dropped the gun on his foot that we heard about? <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> Maybe that's just <laughs> the one. But I love it when they do that. Like, there was an episode of Friends where Matt LeBlanc broke his uh, arm, so they wrote that into the story. He actually broke it filming a stunt. It was on that 10-year reunion. They showed the one that uh, – 20-year reunion, whatever it was. But, um, yeah, like, there's a – later on in this season, Carla uh, – he either broke his leg or sprained his ankle because, like, Tony spends half of this season on crutches, and that's basically because in real life Carlos Bernard hurt himself. So they're like, oh, we'll write this into the storyline. So We all know that famous scene where Leslie Hope was – pregnant and got amnesia and they wrote that into the episode. <laughs> yeah. Leslie Hope just rocked up to set one day. Where am I? This isn't suits. <laughs> Leslie suits doesn't exist yet. Oh yeah, I don't know what suit. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say this. Uh, let's just continue to praise Leslie Hope here. Uh, I, lo- the final season of Lost in Space is out now. It's on Netflix. Leslie Hope, one heck of a director. Like seriously, really good. Uh, How many does she direct? Done- uh, I think she only did one in season three, uh, but she's directed episodes in all three seasons of Lost in Space. Um, and even, I mean, the season two episode, I think, is one of the best they have. But seriously, yeah. amazing to give her a feature film. Do you think, like, good friend of ours here on the Oz Network, mm. appeared, what, three times, four times? Um, yeah. I think, given that she's directed Lost in Space, she's told Toby Stevens what to do. Yes. So can we like maybe play that, hey, Leslie, you're our friend card. <laughs> can you hook us up with Toby Stevens? Like, come on. You would Jesus. sit there and interview Gustav Graves. Oh, yeah. In a second. I mean, Look I, at you I, getting I all this. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mentioned this also on a recent uh, 007 episode. Like, Toby Stevens, like, he could have been James Bond. Like, I'm watching him on Lost in Space. He's a little old now, but I mean. 
this guy's got like a Daniel Craig vibe about him. He's still I on that him. list. That uh, I looked at a list recently of like top twenty actors to play. You know, in, in line to play mm-hmm. James Bond, and Toby Stevens is on that list. So um, I don't think I've ever seen him. I haven't watched Lost in Space yet, but um, I mean, he's fifty-two. That's like Daniel Craig's like fifty-two, isn't he? So mm-hmm. um, you do what, what a movie? man? What, what a, a man. man! And Leslie Hope could be his Bond girl. Oh, I'd watch that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, and Dennis uh, Haysbert can be the villain. <laughs> he would also be named David Palmer. He'd actually be a really good Bond villain, Dennis Haysbert. Uh, Dennis Haysbert could be a good Bond. I mean, <laughs> I guess yeah. he'd be a good Bond girl. Yeah. He should have played Armus. <laughs> it was my I've, twin brother all along. I've, I've Googled Toby Stevens, and in Google Images, one of the images that comes up is Mod the Sims. You can get a Toby Stevens uh, Sims character. So. <laughs> Just what we've all wanted. <laughs> I'm going to create that little house of us, and then he's going to be next door to us. There you go. He can go and break up the Mortimer's marriage. (laughs) Fucking Mortimer Goth. Fuck off. (laughs) What a wanker. Um, Yeah, there's a good action sequence in this episode, too. I do love the the search and rescue. Jack's like, that doesn't look like search and rescue to me. Like, are they missing an insignia? The colors wrong? I know. Like, I don't get it. Like, these guys in military uniform. I mean, I guess they just randomly start shooting the survivors. Okay, fair enough. But, like, straight but away, they're just like, that. wait. That doesn't look like search and rescue. Where's the soul patch? Give me search and rescue command. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they shoot the, the shoot the other passengers. Uh, Rick's dead, too, by the way. We're sorry. We're oh, losing lots of Rick. characters this week. They're, they're really trimming the cast. Um, but, uh, yeah, I love Jack firing. I mean, it's, it's such a Jack Bauer moment. He shoots a man with a flare, but I don't think flare guns work like that. I don't (laughs) think it will stick into your chest and burn. (laughs) This guy dying. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) you're loving it because he's half on fire, but like, yeah, yeah, like a flare, like he's got to be badly burned. He's just got to like, you know, like, oh, you sit with the flesh wound. Like, yeah. this is, like, impaled in his... Like, this is the power of Jack Bauer. He can fire a flare gun, like, ten times the speed. And then he, like, dies. I need to find the Jack Bauer kills page because, like, he kills a few in this episode. Oh, I didn't... I wasn't even trying to count. Uh, but uh, also, we, we get a nice uh, little cross-reference here to Star Wars where uh, they're coming up with a plan. Jack's got Nina semi-helping him here. And she's like, Jack! We need to have the high ground. <laughs> that becomes a big thing in this episode. Because then later on, she's like, they have the high ground. <laughs> it's true. There we go. It's Nina over, and Nina. I've got the high ground. Oh, uh, with the hiccups. It, oh, I can tell you. Like, <laughs> Toby <laughs> Stevens like got me excited. It's like the dumb guy left. <laughs> I haven't had the hiccups in, like ever. What's going on? Uh, are you off keto? Scare <laughs> me, Colin. Scare me quickly. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Very scary. Ah! <laughs> Put your hands in the air. Ah! I think I think it's I think it's gone. Uh. Oh, there we go. It worked. It was scary. Uh, but <laughs> it, you know, the moment though where he has to give her the gun too. I mean, it's just everything between these two characters doesn't need to be said. And this is why I was more critical of that scene last week is because it wasn't subtle in any way. And I feel like Jack and Nina is so much more effective when it's left to the audience's imagination. You know, they don't need to let their feelings out and uh, spill their guts and all that. Uh, But comparing this to last week, now you had mentioned a couple episodes ago that there was a scene that was going to be coming up that was going to be an easy Hall of Fame scene. And I asked you, is it between Jack and Nina? And you said, yes. 
Now, last week you said that the Jack and Nina scene that the Jack during, but but you see, when you mentioned a couple weeks ago, I was thinking of this scene coming up where Nina pulls the gun on Jack here and has uh, the gun to his head. But to yeah, me, that was the one I was looking at. Oh, that's got to be the Hall of Fame scene. Um, I'll be honest with you, that didn't make my top 24, 24 moments, but I've marked it down as a top five because like, I always forget okay. how amazing this scene is. Um, but I look, I still personally would have last week's scene over this in mm-hmm. a heartbeat. That, that's just me. Um, but yeah, this is a great scene. What we're about to get to. Uh, I think it's a better scene than last week. Uh, but uh, but before we even get to that, also just the the way of them fighting together. This is another moment that you know it's not going to be a top five, but just when you know you know the history of these characters to have that moment where she's calling the shots and Jack twenty degrees to your right and he shoots yeah. and then it's just it's such a great moment to see them working together. Oh, they've made up. <laughs> Sorry, Terry. <laughs> uh, Sorry, really your wife. Let's fuck. <laughs> they already half there uh, after the mouth to mouth, but uh, yeah, Nina's eventually going to get the gun. There's going to be the standoff here. She wants to get the president. Get the president of the line. Search and rescue is finally here. Fashion with the late guys, uh, and I love it. Give me the president. And they're like, okay. Who doesn't have Palmer's number? <laughs> well, he's not doing anything. Like there's just a nuclear bomb going off that day. He's available. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you guys need anything, just call me. George Mason is waiting 18 months to get to Washington. He can't get a line with the president. The day the nuclear <laughs> bomb's going off, he's available. Yeah. He <laughs> uh, but this is going to be the big scene, though, when Palmer's on the line. Sorry, Palmer's not on the line. Mike's on the line with Palmer listening in. I will yeah. talk to her first. Uh, I like and Mike of course, here. And the speakerphone, I'm going to say, the speakerphone on the airplane is more believable than this. They have a speakerphone sitting in the grass... Nina is about 50 feet behind Jack. Hello, President Palmer. No, this is Mike Novick. You speak up. I can't hear you. Like, just, <laughs> what is it with the speakerphones? I just want the whole scene to be like, uh, this is Mike Novick. This is Nina Morris. <laughs> I'm sorry, could you say that again? I'm sorry, the light of the... I'm going to call you back. Something about a ninja's manners? I don't know what that was. What did she say? A dime you haven't smitted yet. What does that mean? <laughs> Put your back down? What? <laughs> Armus. Um. <laughs> it, it's such a good scene, though. Uh, to me, this is a Hall of Fame of all time moment for 24 uh, because everybody is at a 10. Everybody's an 11 in this scene. You oh, know, Nina. I, I mean, he's obviously the star, but I, as I've said multiple times throughout the season, to me, this is the Nina is the most perfectly executed villain they've ever had on 24. Maybe the most perfectly executed character outside of Jack, because everything's so consistent with her. It's all self-preservation. So just the fact that she would come up with this plan and say, I'll only get it to you after you, you know, give me immunity for killing the, the future murder of Jack. Bauer. That's almost the moment where you cut to commercial. Dun, 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 slow zoom in. Uh, but it's such a brilliant plan. I can't wait till we get to next episode. <laughs> Talk about how this all falls apart. But uh, it's it's such a Nina moment. And even Jack, just like, just do it. I want to die. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we already know he's not standing in Nina's way here. Uh, but this is all Dennis Haysbert, this scene. Uh, the way that his his reaction is before he even before he even see a tear, the way that he's like, you could tell he's choking back tears, but he looks angry at the same time. Like I I, I know a lot of people aren't going to agree with me on this, but I've given some praise to Hayden Christensen uh, for the it's all Obi-Wan's fault scene uh, because 
does it look a little bit silly? Yes. Is it the way that you should cry on camera? No, but it's a more realistic way of crying. You know, his lips quivering. He's holding things back. Yeah, he's holding it back. Uh, but that's what Palmer's doing here. I mean, he's he's like gritting his teeth like, all right, you know. And that's, but like you say, is that a way to cry on camera? But like, I agree with you when you say it's realistic because it's like the famous ugly crying like thing. Like yeah. we all ugly, we all ugly cry. Well, Colin, crazy We're man. <laughs> Colin doesn't cry. He ties no ties knots and rides boats. Um, but like it is realistic. And like I, I mentioned in like our no time to die stuff on Double Seven. It's um that scene when a character in that movie dies. I don't know who. Um, and you've got this shot of like Q and he's just kind of sitting there and he's kind of got this quivering lip. Like it's just, like, yeah. there to me sometimes the more emotional bits. It's like mm-hmm. what I've, I've talked about it before. There's one of my like favorite scenes in ER, like a really emotional scene when Noah Wilder Carter is like starting to cry. And it's just like, it's just, it's the build up where you see him like quivering and breaking down. It's not necessarily the tears. Like it's not freaking what's his face in Dawson's Creek, that famous meme gif. James um, Vanderbeek, yeah. Yeah. But like, it's, but there's just a level of it where, and like, to me, that must, as an actor, that must be harder to do. Like, anyone can just mm-hmm. put some onion tears on fucking Marie's face before, but, like, this is all... <laughs> like, I'm watching it now. Like, it just, it looks so fucking realistic. Good on good on it's you, Dennis Haysbert. David Palmer. But uh, this is the reason that this episode works. I think the episode will work without it, but uh, uh, also Mason, of course, is so Mason here. Uh, what should shit. we do? Do it. <laughs> Do it. Do it now. <laughs> uh, but uh, even just the aftermath of this, where David's walking away and he's so sad and, and you kind of mock that, you change the speech. It's better. Like, I, I kind of like that he just has to, I got to be a president again. And he's still, still well, kind of sniffly. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's a weirdly perfect way to end the scene. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of overly TV ways that you can end a scene like this. Like, let's just cut to black and then, all right, I need to be a man and be a president again. But that would be a completely unrelated topic where he's like, I got to be president again. But he still looks kind of broken up about this. I think it's actually one of the more powerful moments in this episode. The thing that I will say in a weird connection, and you'll know where I'm going with this, is remember this moment next season when we get to a pretty famous scene with Chappelle. Hell, uh, oh yeah. Obviously, not quite the same impact as Jack because you know clearly Palmer's got a bit of a connection to Jack. Um, but you know he's going to make the toughest. And like, what the reason I bring that up too is because spoiler alert: Jack doesn't get killed by Nina. Sorry to spoil it. In case Aww. you think we're going to, ah, I haven't watched next get, week yet. Get another six seasons, seven seasons <laughs> out of Jack Bauer moving forward. But I mean, let's be honest: Jack may die this season. You never know. Uh, Wait till we get to that episode and I'll bring up the great Channel 7 ads, which I shouldn't bag at Channel 7 are great. What a great network Channel fantastic. 7 Fantastic. What an absolutely, like, if you want to watch one network in Australia, watch Channel 7. Just, For approximately 16 days next year, they will be yes. amazing. See, I do a lot for money, right? And if I'm getting paid, <laughs> I will love anything. Taylor Swift rang me up right now and paid me. Taylor Swift is the best. Please don't we, loop that into something. <laughs> <laughs> we just have to um, we have to find a way to bring up Simpsons references in every episode because you saying that reminds me of the uh, the the episode where uh, Homer had a brother 
I had a yeah. brother. <laughs> I had a brother. Where Howard grandpa's Strata. telling the story about meeting some other woman. It's like, she did things that your mother would never do, like have sex for money. <laughs> this is, that's you. <laughs> ben did things he would never do, like praise Channel 7 for money. <laughs> I know. But what a network. Seriously. Oh, God. They were great when they showed 24. I would. Everyone. Uh, including did they, Koshi. Did they have... T- did they have 24 for the entire run of the show? Uh, yeah, I think they did. Although now yeah. I know, now I believe, because uh, it's in this day and age of like every, I'm sure it's the same in Canada. Well, it was, I saw it briefly when I was there, that like all the TV networks will have their streaming, you know, like, hey, CBC has a platform where you can watch old episodes of The Good Doctor or something like that. I don't know. So like um, ours here is like Channel 7, Channel 9 and Channel 10 all have their versions and like, Channel 10's owned by CBS, so they're going to have a lot of CBS shows. They obviously have all the old seasons, which is weird because Channel 10, you can watch all the old seasons of Survivor, even though in Australia they still show the new episodes of Survivor on Channel 9. Go figure. But on Channel 9's, uh, like, catch-up service, you can watch 24. And it's like, well, that was never shown on Channel 9. That was a Channel 7 show. And then Connection, because you know how much I love bringing out Third Watch, I randomly, it was during the Olympics, they like would show like a random ad in commercial breaks saying like, hey, go to 7 Plus and you can watch, I think like Smallville's on there and they'd show clips of old shows or now showing The Wire, one of the greatest shows of all time. I remember one time I kind of was just like chilling and it's on in the background and all of a sudden I start hearing the third watch theme, I'm like, what? And then like catch up on the classic cop show, third watch. I'm like, what? And I'm like, I got all excited because they're advertising my show and I'm thinking like, well, this is cool because like, They've only ever released the first two seasons on DVD, so I'm like, they might have seasons three, four, five, and six with, like, high-definition quality. They've only got seasons one and two. But still, like, Channel 7 was showing Third Watch. So I was like, hey! <laughs> Random tangent. Um, you know, what are we talking about? 24. Uh, All right, yes. <laughs> I, I, I was going to... This is... Let's talk about our, you know, wants and uh, <laughs> dreams for streaming platforms. Uh, well, you said it's kind of similar to Smallville, which is on Amazon Prime here in Canada right now, but you have that list of here's what's coming and going from Amazon Prime this month. Smallville's leaving Amazon Prime next week. Uh, and I told Jamie, I'm like, I'm so disappointed. She's like, you own every season. And a couple of seasons, we have multiple copies because Jamie owned seasons of Smallville before we got married. And I had them too. So I'm like, I know, but it's just, it's there. One show that I've been dying to watch again, uh, they also only released the first two seasons on DVD. Uh, you're going to think I'm weird for this without a trace. Um, oh, hang on. Sorry. Sorry, uh, shut up. Well, they've channel got 7 all does the, suck. They've got all the seasons now of Third Watch on, on Channel 7. Like, mind blown. Like, <laughs> I, I can watch, like, high-definition quality versions of episodes that I've got grainy little shitty versions on my computer. So, Channel 7 is the <laughs> best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm this sure is you actually seriously score. really exciting for me. Like, I'm legitimately excited. You could probably score a free subscription by next month. Well, it is free. Like, this is the beauty of 7 Plus. Like, it's all free, right? Like, you don't have to pay for it. So, um, this is like, in all seriousness, as much as I'm joking, for anybody out there who listened to our third watch coverage, and if you haven't listened to it, it's great. Um, seriously, if you're in Australia, you can now watch third watch for free because this is a show that I don't think in Canada or, or US has ever been on a streaming platform. It's never been on, like, Netflix or... Like, so, I don't know if NBC has a version or anything like that, but, like, this is actually pretty cool. They've got all the episodes now in great quality. So I oh, need to get a screen, re- screen recording a program. Time. Hello, Channel <laughs> 7, if you're listening. You're the best. <laughs> Seriously, fucking Channel 7 is great. But do they have without a trace? 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've got that without a trace. Probably well, that was a Channel Nine show, so without a trace. I, seven. You know, plus? I, I have this weird. Uh, I have they this do. weird fast. It's on with oh, it's on seven plus. I want without a trace. <laughs> you need to get um, a VPN. Uh, they've got. Was it only seven seasons? Because they've got all seven seasons. Yeah. Well, so. I own the first two seasons on DVD, but I mean. Do you know why they have that on there? Because Anthony Lepaglia and um, uh, oh, Poppy Montgomery, right? Yeah. Damages. Still haven't seen Great it. show. You should watch it. Anyways, um, 24. <laughs> yeah, oh, actually. <laughs> so um, what was I going to say about 24? Oh, they've got all like the old. Oh, I've got to stop looking at this. this is, I'm just looking to get all the Hallmark Christmas movies. I wonder if I can spot Victoria. <laughs> hey, here's a question for you. Did they yeah. ever release. Oh, they've got their Smallville. Did they ever release. Um, that the new Airbud movie has that come out yet? Uh, I haven't heard of it coming out. I mean, that's a big deal. Where I was living in Canada, that was like filmed around like in the streets I was living in. So like, I there was a restaurant that I ate at like two days after they closed it down for the day because they were filming Airbud scenes in there. <laughs> so like, I ate there two days later after they like the dog was probably in the building, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> you could have met the dog, <laughs> the Airbud, um, the. The scene with Palmer is amazing. Yes, it's great. I like. I, I was kind of mocking the end of it, but it's, it's a great little scene. I agree with you. The one thing I wanted to point out before I forget, I've got the Jack Bauer kill count up. So apparently he only kills four people. I feel like he kills more in this episode, but we don't see Jack kill anybody else until 1.01 a.m. So um, Jack's on a bit of a He's murderous tired. streak. And in that yeah. episode, he kills a shit ton of people, like 10 people. So spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, we'll get there eventually, but, uh, that's it for this episode. Um, trivia. I, you read me what you have on, uh, our director friend here. Well, I have a couple things, Rodney charters. Uh, well, all I want to say about Rodney charters is, uh, he's a New Zealander. According to additional intel, native New Zealander and 24 director of photography, Rodney Charters makes his directorial debut on the show with this and the following episode. He had previously directed installments of Hercules, Hercules, The Pretender, and Roswell. Good show, Roswell. I used to watch that. Hercules, The Legendary Journeys? That just that's another Hercules. one that's not streaming here. Oh, is it on 7 Plus? Like, let's have oh, a look. Let's hope so. I'm going to move to Australia <laughs> if it is. Oh, get a VPN, Colin. Get with the kids. Come on. <laughs> um. So here's my trivia for Rodney Charters here. As you mentioned, oh, he's not. the... Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, probably because Kevin Sorbo is crazy. But uh, anyways, Rod... Yeah, he's... he's he, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles is on here. Oh, all 12 episodes? <laughs> oh, Billy Connolly Great American Trails is on here. <laughs> so Rodney Charters, uh, he... Um, was the director of photography, like we said. He directed uh, two episodes here, one in season four, but he's also made several cameo appearances. Uh, we already recapped his day one episode, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., where he played one of the people who was waiting in the elevator with Ted Kofel and Jack oh, Bauer. Oh, that's him. <laughs> he will appear next year in uh, day three, where he appears as a face on Stephen Saunders' computer screen. And then again in day five, uh, he will appear on Edgar Stiles' computer screen as a member of CTU's terrorist watch list. So famous actor slash cinematographer slash director. And a famous uh, New Zealander. He's probably like their New prime minister or something along those lines. <laughs> Any other trivia in the book this week? Uh, no, it was talking about um, the town. Oh, they've got Joey! Sorry. Uh- <laughs> 
Colin halfway through eating his breakfast. <laughs> they can't get friends, but they can get Joey. <laughs> there it Anybody is. Can get up. Joey. We can um, get Joey on here. <laughs> hey, come on. You wouldn't say no if we got Matt LeBlanc on this show. Oh, he was you'd, lost in space. Of course not. You'd talk to him. You'd, you wouldn't say no to Matt LeBlanc. Who would say no? What a man. Um, he's he's literally got a big dong. If you watch episodes, that's the running joke. He's got a massive <laughs> penis, apparently. Like, seriously, there's like a scene when he goes, like he's peeing next to the main guy in it. And then like you hear this like splash, like his penis is that big, it's flopped into the urinal. And he's like, oh, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> Um, no, I don't think there's, it goes on about, um, uh, the, the town Chatsworth where they're talking about where, um, say it, we should mention that Nina gave up the location of the bomb, right? So that's, uh, that's probably important to mention in terms of the plot. Um, and it's talking the, the big speech, the big text section words, Ben, um, is talking about like shooting and, uh, the timing of like bullets going off that the stunt coordinators, uh, the special effects coordinators had a good rapport with Kiefer because he would like do this weird thing with his finger, which every time like he would do it, they would set off like the pack that makes it look like the bullets were being shot. Um, and then apparently like at one point he said in this episode, like he turned to them and was like, oh, good job, Steve. Uh, Stan and Scott, sorry. Um, and then apparently Sarah Clark's all like, oh, I'm not really shooting a real gun. Like, she thought she was, like, shooting real bullets because it was that good and well-timed. Uh, and apparently uh, Sarah Clark got injured in this episode too. So there you go. Uh, they wrote the injury in next week. She was, like, falling down <laughs> cliffs without padding. So then, like, from that point on, they were like, oh, I want padding because she's Sarah Clark. She better get it. So, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm buying this episode. Uh, I think this is only my third buy of the season, if I'm right. Ah, uh, Colin, yes. you are correct. You've got literally, let's, let's just look at Colin's uh, recent history here on the Oz Network for 24. You've gone bin, buy, bin, buy, bin, buy. So <laughs> good job. Well, now we know by the uh, trend there where it's going to be next week. Uh, what are you doing? You're buying it? I am buying this and I will jump right in and tell you that this is my highest rated episode of the season. I am on a good string. Last three episodes have been my top three episodes of this season. I've got this at 15, still below the pilot. I still think pilot's better than this episode. Um, but it's basically at the halfway point. So, yeah, 2.7, 2.8, and 2.9 are, to me, the three best episodes of this season. They're picking up a little bit here, season two. And just quickly, uh, IMDb has this as the 22nd best ever episode of 24. Don't know about that, but okay, go IMDb. I mean, with low expectations, maybe. Uh, but, uh, I, I mean, this is going to be my highest of the season. My previous highest was episode seven from two weeks ago, which I had at number 14. Uh, this one's going to be a lot higher. I'm putting this at number eight. Like, I love oh, this wow. episode. And uh, I feel like I'm past the point now where it's like, oh, it's good compared to the other ones. Like, I legit, especially for that last scene, which goes on a long time. Uh, but even outside of that, I mean, we've got great action this episode. We have very minimal Kim. Uh, the Syed Ali stuff's great. Like, yeah, this is this is gonna be pretty high. Uh, so it's it's in my top first eight hours, <laughs> my top eight hours of twenty four right now. Minimal Kim, the Alicia Cuthbert story, coming soon to seven plus. <laughs> Colin's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Colin is so disgusted at my bad jokes, he's muting himself now. Oh Ben. Uh, looking forward to next week. Um, I, I kind of did a quick search, see what we're in store for. I, I don't know. You mentioned the Marie thing might be coming up next week, but uh, what Marie thing, Colin? What are you talking about? 
she comes back. She 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 finds Armis. She There's, brings Armis in. She's a, ne- next Hilda's week. Is a hero. The the I haven't watched it, but I've skipped ahead enough and and read through enough to re- refresh my memory. And uh, yeah, next week is the um the the Kate storyline comes to a crescendo in a way that we get a big, probably the yeah. biggest plot twist of this season to this date, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even the whole season. I don't know. Like, it's a it's something that I remember watching, being like, "Whoa, I did not see that coming." So, um, big 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 reveal next week. Okay, uh, and also look forward to this, the first <laughs> the- appearance of future Lost favorite, Daniel Day Kim. Oh, is that next week? Yay, yeah. Daniel Day Kim, Jin's back. Uh, also, get ready to groan over Kim next week. <laughs> Just next week? <laughs> There's a car crash. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Cougar's getting close. Uh, <laughs> You know where there's a car crash, the cougar's around the corner. Let's just say that. So, oh, my God. I, I, I'm i skimming through this episode right now. I'm like, oh, no, that's next week. No, not the car crash. The cougar's around the corner. That's like that's a great name for an episode. If we get oh, there, let's start naming our episodes. And Jack and Kate meet next week for the first time. Jack and Kate. Hey, <laughs> what show are we covering? <laughs> We're going to go back, Kate. Daniel, thank you. Look at this. All the Oz Network shows are connected. We're going to have Bosco in soon. Uh, Dr. Christian Troy is going to be there. Walt and Jesse. The gang's all together next week. Uh, stay tuned for that, among other things that we're going to be dropping all over the place. Uh, <laughs> we're dropping the ball. That's what we're doing. We're really One tree. Hill is on 7 plus. Sorry. Uh, have we just aired our best of the year episode, or is that coming up? Or it is approximately uh yes a few days ago at the time of this oh, being released was what it a great... best of <laughs> you probably heard moments of this episode in that best of probably not well but, uh... in all fairness we do like it's weird because we do include moments we record in the year even if they don't air to the next year and this yeah. year's best of so yeah uh, there was nothing yeah. best of worthy in this episode <laughs> hilarious best of uh but uh join us for that episode next week where daniel day kim comes in and jack and kate uh and palmer drama and speeches we'll find out if that speech is worth what lynn had to go through to get to it uh, my name is colin and i don't know and my name is ben and karen karen no that does me no good Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.
Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)